da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Well, we took a week off from the Bad Movie Marathon to welcome in the GOAT. Will Forte went to the show. One of the one of the highlights of Mad About Movies podcast, over 600 episodes, guys, I would say. If not the highlight. Like, it's a big drop now. Yeah, all downhill. Yeah. For sure. There's no... I wouldn't want to be the next guest on this show. I got... You know, <laughs> that's tough. Heck of a point. Yeah, man. Big shoes to fill. Tough act to follow, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll yeah. do my best, I guess. Yeah. We... Uh, <laughs> We were so happy to have Will on, and if you haven't listened to that episode, watch MacGruber and then watch and then listen to the episode because I think you'll enjoy it a lot more once you get the references and things, specific things that we pointed out and talked to Will about. And so, thank you, Will, for for taking that time and uh, you know that busy week that was the tenth anniversary of MacGruber. I thought we would be one of the only asks of the week because you know I thought we were one of the only. Podcasts, if not uh, media outlets, that was covering MacGruber extensively. But you know, Vanity Fair did a did yeah. a full piece People on. People always say we are the Vanity Fair of DFW based movie podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. I right. consider yeah. myself the Graydon yeah. Carter. Yeah, of the, I put that on the business cards that mm-hmm. we send out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but to be fair, I feel like Vanity Fair, Hollywood Reporter, all those people, they're bandwagon fans. You guys have been championing this movie. <laughs> That's true. For the better part of a decade. So, you know, welcome to the bandwagon, Hollywood Reporter. But like, <laughs> all right, cool. You like the movie now. Catch up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that familiar voice is the familiar voice of one Batman Shane, who has returned to the show because we're talking something Batman slash DC related in some way. I don't know how this is. <laughs> Kind of DC related, according to the movie itself, but yeah, I guess yeah, it's uh, not not many correlations I can I can figure out. But um, Kent Garrison here, I'm joined by Richard and Brian. So another episode of the Mad About Movies Bad Movie Marathon, and hopefully this thing ends sooner rather than later. Um, you know, we've got I went to the movie theater. They're open here in in Texas. Um, they're only showing still Sonic, but I love my freedom. Mm-hmm. And so I went and saw Sonic again. Right. Brian's seen and it like 17 hor- times. I've been horribly <laughs> ill ever since, sure but it was worth it. came out. Worth so. it. Yeah. And I, I'd like to say the guests are being very, the hosts are being very gracious. I held up the podcast for an hour and a half. I just had to get seven more listens in on Florida Georgia Line's new EP, <laughs> which is brilliantly titled Six Pack. And I mm. guess. All of the songs are named after beers they make. Maybe it doesn't mm. matter. It's it, I mean, all the Grammys. Let's just call it now. Brilliant. Beer 30. Track number one. Beer track 30. number one is called Beer 30. Because this is a great joke. Like I said, buckle up. they already have 29 other songs about beer. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh, Nailed this, it. This is beer. That's oh, what the demo man. is called. Beer 30. <laughs> it's next song's called it's Beer 31. <laughs> no, nah, I think we did it with Beer 30, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's where you end it. Yeah. Um, no, man, I'm I'm gonna try all those beers, and I'm gonna never listen to the, those songs. So. Oh no, Richard, they're masterpieces. They're just they're you know Walt Whitman could do no better with wordplay and just. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> six pack. There if I'm I, if I'm screaming, it's because my ears are bleeding from listening to it. But you know, eh, whatever, it's fine. Shane, that's not true. It's you. <laughs> that's true <laughs> they have a song track five is called u.s stronger 
And track right. six is Hell called yeah. I Love My Country. Mm. Mm. So let's double entendre with country music and the country mm. of the U.S. Old. Clever. Like, could you, you assume clever. it's the U.S. of A, but you don't know. Yeah. Could be Turkey. Yeah, mm. because Florida Georgia Line's whole discography really kind of put in question that they didn't love America. Yeah, I thought yeah, they I were, thought they were <laughs> very communist before this, and now they've, they they <laughs> cleared that out that they love their country. I thought they were super big Canadian nationals, and you know, hey, turns out I was wrong. The fact that they have two state names in their band yeah. name didn't give that away. Two states, too. <laughs> um, well. Welcome back, Anna. It is the Bad Movie Marathon, and gosh, just keeps getting better, doesn't it? Or worse, depending on your perspective of things. No, I think worse is the only perspective, yeah. Better uh, conversations, anymore. worse movies. I think the, the worse the movie, the better conversation. And guys, I had not seen Catwoman. I had only been subjected to some of the conversations surrounding it in the in. I don't know, 16 years since this movie came out. I, I, I'm among, I guess, the worst received movies ever and one of the worst movies ever. But I had no excuse to go see it um, back when it came out because it was immediately panned. It wasn't like this movie was made fun of over time. It was like, no, before it even came out, it was, you know, trailers and everything. It was like, what is she doing? And... Yeah, it wasn't one that I ever sought out, and I avoided actively until I had an excuse to watch it. So, thankfully, finally, thirty-three <laughs> in twenty twenty, in the middle of a pandemic, there's what a better excuse to throw on old Catwoman and give it a watch. Your life is complete at this point. It is. I never thought the day would come. I, I thought I could make it to the end without seeing this movie, but I was dead wrong about that. And so. Yeah, enjoy this conversation. We got some throwback combos though happening in the old VIP. So we are talking about good movies too, believe it or not, during this yeah, time. I don't believe you. <laughs> but during um during this time we're putting all those on the VIP feed for our lovely VIPs who support us over there and our members of our Discord and our community at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We just talked about Gladiator and Braveheart. Mm. So those episodes are actively available for you to go download, listen to, as well as our hundred or so more throwback and bonus episodes that come out over there. We're doing daily recommends over there. It's been a fun, awesome time. And what better time than now to turn in that old, you know, government check and hazard pay, what have you, throw it in our way, get on the Mad About Movies uh, VIP feed. That's what we want. If this is hard-earned money, we don't want it. We only yeah. want government <laughs> issued. Let's say you let's say you started this pandemic and you didn't lose your job and everything's honky dory and you're like, hey, I got this nice little uh this little bonus. I'm gonna go get on some more episodes. I like to you know, I walk three miles a day on the treadmill and I'd like uh, you know, maybe something extra, you know, a couple times a week. There you go. We got you hooked up at Mad.moviespodcast.com. Yeah, you specifically, VIP. Jason. I don't know, I just made up a name. I was hoping you like, because maybe Jason just crashed his car. <laughs> yeah, there's a ten percent chance there's a guy who didn't lose his job who walks on a treadmill three miles a day, and his name is Jason. He just freaked the f out because he's <laughs> so excited. So had to take a shot. Well, Jason, it's on you, bro. Get on it. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com/slash/vip. <laughs> yeah. I that mean, at this point, VIP you have to. Yeah, we called you out by name. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 
I've delayed as long as I can. I've delayed the inevitable, if you will. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about this. Shane, I I know you own this on 4K Dolby Atmos HDR. (laughs) Tell us about your experience rewatching or maybe in the theater going and seeing Catwoman. So, okay. I'd like to think if you're a crazy person and you've listened to every episode of the show that I've been on, there's a bit of a trend where I try to be as generous as possible to movies that seem to start with a good idea and just kind of stutter and, you know, kind of fall apart in the execution. And they just don't quite land as perfectly as possible. Uh, This is not one of those movies. This is a movie that I had never seen until yesterday. And I have done plenty of internet research and we'll get into it later about why I had, (laughs) I had, I, I, this movie is not connected in any way, shape or form to the Batman universe almost. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I had watched this movie yesterday for the first time and, and legitimately this movie is worth all of the nasty reviews and the terrible praise that I get. This movie is legitimately awful and uh, I'm excited to talk about it, but no, admittedly, Ken, I had never seen this movie until yesterday because even when it came out in, I think 2004, it was made clear on the internet, which I think was a new ish thing in 2004 that this was no way, shape, or form related to Batman as a whole or the DC Comics universe, and it should be avoided at all costs. Well, because so, right, you got uh, Batman Begins coming shortly thereafter, right? So they, yeah, they wanted to, yeah, they had exactly. to make that clear. No one was like, you can make this, but no way. Well, anytime yeah. you can, you can get pit off. To direct your movie, you do that. I've been trying, dude. I've been and trying. You, you give it, yeah. You, you trying to make a movie based tough. off Olive, and Pitoff will not return my calls. You get, you get him, and you give him all creative <laughs> say to do whatever he wants because he's honest he mistake. Who could have seen off. this coming? The the actual Pitoff who made 1997's Alien Resurrection. And not Which is Pit- easily the worst alien. So when you <laughs> and, get, get that guy, you yeah, you do and it. And not Pitoff too. That's his cousin. Mm. He sold his act to Pitoff. It's like it's a Gallagher situation. Yeah, but, but let's let's talk for a second about directors. You want the with, original Pitoff. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about directors with one name for a second. Always mm. super works out well for him, right? Pitoff, McGee, yeah. right? Trank. Oh, always great. Always works out great. No, he is a first name, dude. It's, his first name is Vape. Show some respect. <laughs> no, I think Pitoff is his first name. His last name is actually Despair, so it's Pitoff Despair. <laughs> oh, really? But yeah. Nice. <laughs> By the way, only visual effects on, on Alien Resurrection, too. Like, not even, like, the director of the bad Alien. I the love worst the idea alien of movie. getting a big-budget movie and then being like, all right, Trevor... <laughs> What should we call you? And it's like, um, it's my first movie. I'm going to go by Pitoff. It's like, awesome. This shows some taste. If I ever direct a movie, I'm going to be, my director's name is going to be Razor, just R-A-Z, capital Z, and then lowercase R. Mm. Nice. Mine is Cup, (laughs) D-A-C-P, with an apostrophe between the A and the C. Mm, Mine's File. (laughs) (laughs) File file scene uh so so kent and i saw this for the first time recently brian and richard do, have you guys seen this before oh, like what was yeah, your experience man. with it yeah 
hundreds of times. <laughs> listen, uh, listen to the dripping regret in both of their voices when they're yeah. like, yeah. When I saw this, I saw it though, not in theaters, but shortly thereafter I saw this. Uh, and I watched it again, not for the podcast, but I was so desperate for sports, you know, with basketball not happening. I just watched the basketball scene a few times. Because <laughs> um, first off, it's well done. Right. And then, and then secondly, I just, yeah, I just miss, I miss basketball, I miss mm-hmm. Luca in my life. So, right. Um, but yeah, I saw this, you know, I, I think honestly, if I were to, I think, I think I had movie channels at this point by the time this hit and I was like, you know, it can't be that bad. <laughs> and it's on, you know, Cinemax or whatever it was on a year and a half after it came out. And, it, and then like, oh my God, it's that bad. And now I can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. You uh, couldn't turn on <laughs> Cinemax first to begin with though. Well, yeah, I was, wait- <laughs> I was waiting for, uh, you know, word of the G strings to come on next. You know how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> One string to rule them all. <laughs> Surprise! Your parents let you stay up that late <laughs> and all together bind them. But they, the, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Whatever it was on, I, I saw it like in the afternoon, like really sad. Probably on a nice day. I like to imagine it was a nice day, and I, I neglected enjoying good weather to watch this. <laughs> What about you, bro guy? I watched this uh, right before Batman v Superman came out because I wrote a thing for our blog that was like oh, ranking that's right. all of that. the DC movies, and so and this was so first. yeah, <laughs> obviously uh, <laughs> Superman four, and then this <laughs> right, and then I just stopped. I was like, that's fine, that's good enough. Um, I, I'm looking back at that post now, and I had it. I had Batman and Robin as the worst, and then Catwoman. That might have been a mistake, dude. I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I I think this is worse. In hindsight, for sure, this is worse. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you in fan? No, no. Hold on, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because you were like, I mean, it's so bad, but I actually like. No, that movie sucked. (laughs) But this is this is also just atrocious. Brian, it's close. But yeah. I think you might have missed those yeah. two, but that's okay. Right. The fact that Batman v Batman and Robin is close to this on the yeah. badness scale is is saying something. I of course I will I if I updated this, I would I would still put Batman yeah, be Superman as, as the worst by uh, <laughs> no it's and still even not even that close to this. But yeah, this this is I hadn't watched it until I don't know, four years ago and it was it lived up to the billing of being one of the worst movies ever made. And the second time around, not better. Not better at all. So yeah, I so I'm pissed that I saw it ten years before all of you for no reason. I had no <laughs> one to talk about it with. Think about that. I just held this in my brain for year, you know, a decade even. And, you know, and you had literally no one yeah. to talk to about it. Yeah, and and the weird thing is, you would have seen this movie when we were in high school together. Like, there's no reason I wasn't there. I guess other than just my comic nerd sensibilities, somebody said this isn't related to Batman, and I went, "Oh, all right, then I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to see it." And I must have bailed on you on that weekend or whatever because yeah. there's no reason I shouldn't have been with you at the theater that yeah, weekend man. when you saw it. But whatever, totally true, totally true. I was a Halle Berry stand, dude. Still am, to be honest. Still love Halle. One yeah. of my first loves. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't defend really anything she's done since, I don't know, Monster's Ball. What was that, 19 years ago? Um, 
It's a bit of a dry spell. It's some horrific (laughs) choices. Um, I mean, she's a terrible actress. I I just, there's no, I just, it's, it's so awful because you go back and you look at the history of that award. And of course, like she's the, I mean, she's the only African-American woman to win best actress. And so do I really, but it's like, she's awful. She's an awful actress. I don't know that she's ever actually been good in a movie it's it's so rough yeah so but rough. but as and then when you give her terrible like, material to work with it's just like there's she has no chance it's yeah exactly i mean as we've learned nothing if we've learned nothing else from eddie redmayne you can be a good actor and then immediately turn around and do a terrible movie yeah that almost kind of ruins the, your that's reputation almost tradition yeah i, I, I guess eddie i'm redmayne's making the a good actor well, I, that's kind of where he I was. Can I'm, be, but just not on in now. Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> oh, who else? I mean, Adrian Brody did it right. He was in the Pianist. He won an Oscar, and then he was like awful in six movies in a row or something, right? Like, I think I Mike. My, my point would be that they are bad in those movies as well. I, I don't think Halle, I don't think Halle Berry is good in Monsters Ball. Monsters Ball is like the epitome of like. I guess we got to give this an Oscar because it's so difficult to watch. <laughs> and and Eddie Redmayne, I would also make. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't think Adrian Brody is a good actor. I just think every once in a while you catch lightning in a bottle with the campaign and the movie is important or significant or something like that. And so, so we, you haven't seen Gothica or Swordfish, is what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. I saw I mean, Gothica in the theater. I mean, Gothica is a top like three seven movie times probably. Yeah. No if joke. you take out the X Men, the two X Men movies that are that are good, that's your three that she's in. If you take those out of her filmography, Gothica is one of her three best roles. Yeah. There's no. I mean, she's, good she's Babs. not good. Yeah. Babs is Babs slaps, as they say. Uh, <laughs> you know what? She might be the best in honestly. The last Boy Scout. Uh, John Wick three, she's good yeah, that. pretty good seriously, yes. so beautiful. Yeah. Like it's just she should get as many turns as she wants because she's just it's on you know uh, un, and David Justice, what a player. <laughs> you know those '90s Braves teams. She was married to him, so you know I for but like she's so beautiful and charming as a human. So that <laughs> I get why she's gotten as many swings at the plate. No pun intended. That David Justice, but. I I see what you're saying, Brian. She hasn't. She's like she's like a under 100 batter at said plate. Yeah. But I get if you told me tomorrow she's in something, I'd be like, all right, I'm in. You know, let's, let's do Halle this. Like, all right, yeah. come on, Halle Berry. Let's she's do weirdly it. a movie star without any credits, but I think it's just because she's otherworldly beautiful, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. Sure. It's still America. We we know these things work. <laughs> yeah. So. Just just to give you guys a little bit of backstory on this movie, from what I did a little bit of research on this, this was a spinoff supposed to be directed by Tim Burton, starring Michelle Pfeiffer after Batman Returns in 1992. And it went through development and yada, yada, yada. And then... Sure, Kevin Smith was involved at one point. (laughs) Kevin Smith wrote a draft. I'm sure he did. Uh, And then, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer dropped out. She got busy. I think she was raising her family. And she also got interested in other projects. And then Tim Burton got involved in other projects. And then based on what I can tell, this just went through development for, you know, essentially 10 to 12 years. And it went through a series of other actresses. And then we ended up here with Halle Berry in the lead and Pitoff directing the movie. And, oh, my God. Like, how this movie, how any studio executive read the final shooting script of this movie and was like, 
great. Here's $20 million, 30, whatever this budget was. Here it is. Oh, Go shoot this that, movie. Bro. Hundo yeah. Mill. This was a $100 million movie? Oh, yep. my God. Oh, my God. You might as well just lit that money on fire. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. just no... Like, yeah. I cannot believe that this movie and this screenplay got a green light as is. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just to be clear, this movie is not related in any way, shape, or form to the Batman universe other than... <laughs> There is one scene in the movie where uh, Ruth from Six Feet Under is explaining to Halle Berry that there are other women in history who have powers of catdom, I guess. And on the floor, you see a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer in the Catwoman suit from Batman and Robin. That is literally it. There is no other connection to the Batman universe in this entire movie period end of sentence like there's nothing else and it's just i mean i get it it was it was almost 20 years ago at this point but woof what a bad look to completely disregard all of comic history or like your origin story it just ugh, it, it's not a, it's not a good look 20 years later or one day later also. <laughs> yeah i mean you know no you're yeah. right though the, the wow. idea when i saw the budget on this i was like how did you spend a hundred million dollars on this? Did did Halle Berry get seventy million? I mean, it, it looks. <laughs> if you told me that it'd be like horrible. Right. Yeah. yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, the script is bad. I mean, like I I just don't. Yeah, I don't get it either. Warner Brothers, man, what a studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Eastern Conference of the NBA, just <laughs> like twenty five years now. Man. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, I. I it made a video game too, by the way. Around this. <laughs> I still play it. <laughs> there is um there's some very confounding things in here. First of all, um Benjamin Bratt was like supposed to be a movie star back then too, and that's kind of an odd an odd thing. I think it was dating Julie Roberts or something, wasn't he? Yeah. So that's that's why He's he in, was a- um he was coming, you know, yeah. He, I, there was a big, uh, I watched, not Patriot Games. What's the one after Patriot Games, Brian? Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger, where they're in Ecuador or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he gets the whole title card to himself. Ben, yeah, Brad. He does. Yeah. And he's in like three scenes. I don't know. Yeah. He must have had that law and order of, money, man. Yeah. He had a good agent. Yeah. Yeah. Good agent, man. I want that guy. Seriously. Jim Nance. We should introduce him to Jim Nance. For real. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, what, what's funny to me is the idea at the outset. Um, it's not like this, you know, came out. It's not like the 92 version with Michelle Fiverr came out and then they wrote this awesome screenplay and it was just like, yeah. oh no, Tim Burton's going to do other things. And, but we've got this screenplay. We've got to get this <laughs> thing made. Like, some, somehow, some way, we've got to do this. This is about a, a woman who designs ads for beauty cream for a living. And she's fighting against a villain who's who wants to beauty cream the the world, but it makes yeah. you crazy beauty cream. And and she dies randomly in the movie and you know and basically is revived by a haunted cat from Egypt. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. And in one of the best visual lore, sequences. Bro. I my the funniest part about this to me is not that like oh she's smart like a cat it's not like she's like oh a cat 
the cat thief. Oh yeah. Oh no, she's literally a cat. Like they just went all the way there. <laughs> like okay, she's yeah. gonna she's right. gonna cough up hairballs. She's gonna right. jump around like right. a cat. She's she, gonna order a white Russian, gonna, yeah. but without the Kahlua and. Yeah. And the ice and the vodka and just hold the ice, hold the so vodka, if, so hold the Kahlua. To, okay, just, just to drive right. it home for everybody who doesn't get it in the back row, <laughs> she ordered milk, folks. Did we? So did we all get the joke? Does everybody so get the joke? Brutal. Okay, cool, Gosh. cool. Yeah, I, I at no point in the pitch of this, in the making of this, nobody said like, "Hey, why?" You know, Catwoman wasn't a literal cat, right? You don't you don't know that? Oh, okay. Well, we're we're fifty million dollars into shooting this thing, and nobody got the memo that she, maybe that's why they had no connection to Batman. It's like, okay, well, we've gone this far. We just got to finish this out. Let's just call it Catwoman and have no connection, so that people don't get pissed off that we betrayed I'm, any kind of origin or anything. <laughs> right. I'm to so be clear. surprised she didn't dump in a litter box, and then like a four minute scene of her like yeah, that's the R rated cut doing the thing with her paws where. It, like, you know where they cover it? I, like, I'm serious. Like, it's that bad on the yes. nose. I'm surprised no, there's not yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, Catwoman was designed back in the 40s, and and her character name was a pun off the fact that she was a cat burglar. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a superhuman who has cat powers. Mm. That has never been a thing in the comics ever. She's oh, always I'm just been. She's always just been a person who is super skilled at <laughs> burgling things. And again, like Halle Berry gets breathed into by a cat. Can we talk about Straight, that for a second? Yeah, like, like, I think the all the um, all the jellical cats like like pick her up <laughs> and like yeah. Mr. Mistopheles comes over and like breathes cat life into her and then turns her into a cat. <laughs> well, I was. I was reading the plot synopsis of this movie kind of as I was watching it, just to make sure I wasn't you know, missing anything super important. And I like that the plot said that she washes up on an island. And that kind of led me to believe that she was, you know, on a cruise ship and was dumped somewhere in the Galapagos. No, it's an island 40 feet off of Staten Island. That's essentially what it, it's just a garbage island where cats live. Cats... <laughs> <laughs> climb on top of her and then there's a really bad cg sequence where a cat just breathes CG into cat, her mouth yeah. yeah a cg cat that just breathes into her mouth and and then boom bada bing bada boom she's a cat mm-hmm. woman now i has, i've been trying it for years still all the time and i still don't <laughs> right but again <laughs> all of that stupid stuff aside well, fine you have cat powers whatever it doesn't teach you the necessary skills to become right. Danny Ocean and <laughs> rob a jewelry store. That is not inherent to being a cat. Those things aren't that you know we know of. Yeah, to be clear, you have a cat. What is, does J. Daniel Catless, your cat, does it, does uh, she show, you know, kind of natural burglaring, burglaring <laughs> no, skills? No, but or? she does walk around in like all leather. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, my favorite part sexy. about the all leather thing is that she was saving that outfit for like a hot date as if any guy would be like, oh, like it would see her in that. Because it literally says on the box of leather, um, dating in ca- emergency, in case of dating emergency. Open. Oh, nice. <laughs> and listen, for what it's worth, Halle Berry is a gorgeous woman. She looks stupid in that outfit. Yes. That mask is stupid. Yeah. That BDSM bra well, is stupid. And the leather pants with cat scratches in it 
are so distractingly Imagine dumb. Imagine how hard it is to make Halle Berry look bad. Like, yeah. Right. yeah. You have to work against how beautiful <laughs> she is to make her look stupid. Well done, Beatoff. Uh, you know, you mentioned the breathing the cat powers into wow. Halle Berry. The, Lived in bars. What cat power song is your favorite? <laughs> the actual lady that owns all the cats is literally named Ophelia Powers. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're we're wondering where she Clever. got the powers from, maybe it's the the character named Powers. <laughs> it might be. And they got a huge star. Yeah, as you mentioned, <laughs> the lady from Six Feet Under to play the <laughs> this part. Yeah. Unreal. Man. She came back to the fold, though. She's she's Joker's mom. In, uh, oh, you're right. She, oh, yeah, I completely Shane forgot about that. that. Yeah. They're the same movie. Uh, yeah. um, wow. So, so I think we're, we're starting a trend here. Work? If you want yeah. to ruin a DC property, cast the six feet under lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you've said that for years. Um, yeah, I've, said, I've said it for years. My favorite part about that you, is... You were talking about the redhead chick, but... The... Um, <laughs> Where Ophelia Powers, you know, uh, I guess Patience isn't in her name Patience in the movie. Yeah, her name yeah. is Patience Phillips. So if we're mm. going to talk about stupid character names, let's start there. Patience. So is tries Detective to escape Tom the crazy cat lady, and then oh nope, catnip ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Halle Berry rolls mm-hmm. a catnip ball around in her hands and stuff, and. On her nose. I just wonder, like, how many takes of that they had to do before Halle Berry was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what? (laughs) I've just won an Oscar. Why am I rolling a catnip ball around in my face for this movie? Again, it's it's got to be the script to a certain point because every actor is is terrible in this because the the, literally the words that come out of their mouth, the dialogue is so. Nonsensical mm. and stupid, and it was stupid the minute you know a lot of these things yeah. come out and you go twenty years later, you go, all right, this fifteen years later, whatever this is dumb, um this was dumb, you know, as at before two weeks before it came out of its mouth, it was mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah there's um <laughs> you know this was a big time, I guess you know, Michael Jordan had just retired, like the n b a was Entering a new era. So you got to get a street basketball scene in this featuring <laughs> Halle Berry versus Benjamin Bratt. When you can have a chance to capture that, yeah. you do it. And, the, and you, the, as we know, every cat is very good at basketball. Mm-hmm. So that's an automatic skill that you gain <laughs> yeah. when you get cat powers is you can dunk mm-hmm. almost instantaneously. Yeah. <laughs> Again, why do you think I've been getting every cat I know yeah. to breathe in my mouth? It's like I'm I'm trying, but. And in all sincerity, this movie should be taught in film school for reasons of why, like how you shouldn't direct something, right? That basketball scene was shot so poorly. There's a million cuts in it, God. There's a million cuts. All the angles are stupid and they mean nothing. It's edited to death. It's really bad. The other thing Hold on real quick before you go on. Keep that thought, Shane. I want to give Brian, especially the last three, the cinematographer of this film. It's the one that shot that you want to hear his last three movies please go on valerian and the city of a thousand planets <laughs> okay mm-hmm. all right all right got a type lucy okay. cool so luke basson guy he's a all big right. basson bro and uh banditas oh my goodness so you're welcome yeah, that's sorry continue pretty hardcore yeah. go ahead shane i just had to get that in there <laughs> 
Yeah, but but on your note to the cinematographer, the other thing that I noticed about this movie that is apparent five minutes in and it just happens over and over is the director and the cinematographer keep using these giant sweeping like CG shots that like, mm-hmm. you know, we start at like the skyline and we go into like a city building over and over. Yeah. And as you use those shots, they lose their effectiveness. Sure. And so 20 minutes into the movie, you're sick of those shots and Pitoff continues to do them over and over and over. And by 20 minutes in, you're tired of it. And you're like, dude, come up with a better way to get me into a scene. Like, it's just such a poorly directed and obvious movie that it just, it's very annoying that, uh, <clears throat> that anybody allowed this to come out that way. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, at least, you know, we know she's really into fish in the movie. <laughs> she's eating out of cans of tuna. She's eating sushi. It's called character establishment. God. Gosh, you know, Spider-Man came out. Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 were out before this, right? How did yes. the the motion of the character <laughs> look so bad? Like, it, she looks like Gumby, like Rubber Man, like flying around in this. It looks so, the physics of it all is so disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it's so offensive Proprietary to Proprietary to Sony, brah. Sony's not sharing that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's so bad. But he, he made up for it with Fire and Ice, the Dragon Chronicles. Pitoff did, so. <laughs> One thing I just want to mention very quickly is that the, the, the conference room that the makeup team uses, it was obviously a miniature set design of the war room from Dr. Strangelove. And I don't understand why anybody thought that was completely appropriate. It's called homage, Shane. (laughs) Just for a conference room in a makeup building. I don't know why anybody was like, that's what it would definitely look like at, you know, Estee Lauder or whatever. Like that's, it was, it was the first time you saw that. I was like, what am I watching? What is this movie? (laughs) Yeah. The jewelry store robbery scene is is funny too. And, And there's like multiple cat masks like being sold at this jewelry store just like, just hanging something out that people oh, yeah, they're, I need they're to ready go, for the tape. i go down to k jewelers and buy a cat uh, burlesque <laughs> mask um for my mardi gras party that's something that we all mm-hmm. are actively a normal thing you know, right you go to go on down to jared and get get yourself a cat mask that's something that you know they, they were like we gotta find a way how does she get this cat mask what if mm-hmm. They're selling them at the jewelry store, <laughs> and then she immediately goes home and's like, oh, "I don't, I don't know what's happening to me." So she googles cats dot women. <laughs> like that's literally what she googles: cats dot women. Is that how you Google? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like what? <laughs> I want to do. I want. I want to do a re-edit of this movie. It's the exact same, but when she googles cats. We just stopped well, and we watch. Women. Yeah, well, it's a, she Googles cats.women. And then at that point, she watches the entirety of the movie Cats. Ah. And then, so it's like a four hour version. And then we just get back to the movie. I think that would add a lot of clarity and make this movie a little bit like it would make more sense. Maybe if find your was... way in our Discord. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cats this this kind of works as a prequel to Cats in some <laughs> interesting kind of way. Her weird assumption of how cats actually act as creatures seems to come from that movie. You know so, what's yeah, such sure. an indictment, though? This is the second of those movies. This is the second worst. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like between this and cats, like 
I'd rather I'd rather watch this. And this is terrible. But that <laughs> eat it, Megan. Cats is worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I I think Cats is better than this. Cats at least was had a vision of what nonsense. This has yeah. a plot of being insane. This is this is trying to be Spider Man, and, and it's completely misguided on every front. Like Cats knew what it was trying to do from the outset, yeah. which is freak you out and and take you in somewhere. Nothing is that more makes you and show Jennifer Hudson's snot. Yeah, nothing that was more a huge part than of. James Corden. Man, living on the edge, man. <laughs> As much as I hate to admit it, I'm going to side with Kent on this one. I think I'd rather watch Cats again uh, than this movie. Don't at but, me, but, fam. Brian's on my for, side. I can feel it. I'm his. with Richard, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but, but you heard it here, folks. We'll put Kent down for the record as Cats' great movie or greatest <laughs> movie. Whatever. Either one. There's there's like the music cues in this in this movie are just the most Linkin Park like like Christina Aguilera awkward like I've said on the record on the show 2004 is the worst oh, yeah, year in the history of music all, yeah, yeah. it is it's the, it's the worst year in, in the history everything. of recorded music yeah. and terrible era for film ter- in, terrible era for the music worst music I mean, ever that's ever come out in in the history anything of that comes out that's good music movies television during this time is a miracle it's not mm-hmm. they are the exception to the rule it's not everything was bad we're the only people, we always talk about this, everyone always says, hey man, the music when I was in high school, that was the greatest music ever, man. And we're like the only generation that was like, nope, everyone else's music was better than ours. Because everything was terrible. <laughs> everything on the radio was garbage. You had to spend three hours on LimeWire to find one good song. <laughs> I, I, it was like, yeah, because in our in our high school era, you had, you had two sides. You had the Limp Biscuit and Corn side, and then you had the Britney Spears, Christina yeah, Aguilera. There was side. no that in was between. Bit, there was no in between. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And this movie seemed to use both in the soundtrack. So, mm, yeah. it. kudos yeah, it's, to Petoff. It's called, it's called unification, Shane. <laughs> Pitoff is a unifier, not a divider. Mm-hmm. Right. Pitoff yeah. is like not. He did that one TV movie, Fire and Ice, that I referenced earlier, and that's it. No work sense. Yeah. Like, what? Wonder why? That would be it's a weird. fun mad about movies. You know, VIP feed. If you guys get that feed up, we have a little cash to throw around. We'll we'll fly to Paris. We'll find him. <laughs> we'll interview Pitoff. <laughs> And and just for the record, let's put this on the wax that this movie absolutely uses all of the terrible, stupid cat puns that you feared it would. They're all in there. Every single one. Perfect. Right. Or just whatever. Right. Every single terrible cat pun. It's in there. It's done. They worked them all in. So good for. That was one I was waiting for, but I guess they had to keep this PG or PG-13. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't stray into that territory, but otherwise, I don't yes. want to. I guess you could leave it to your own devices on what that would be. What but, was it? <laughs> no, but they uh, there's a certain word. No, it describes totally. a certain but something. Like, it's no, it's but, so on the nose. Like Richard well. is absolutely right, though, that this movie went so far in the direction of like things cats do. I'm stunned there wasn't a scene where she eyed up like a pile of gravel and was like, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. Or licks her own butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I'd be in. (laughs) But the. uh, But no, right. it's so. It's that's a that's a different movie, but right, yeah, you know. I think that's Monsters Ball actually. All right, Swordfish, <laughs> Swordfish. The um the the yeah, it is. It's like crazy the amount of claws. Is, is that the butthole cut that they talk about with cats? No, it's yeah. just Snyder. That's what the Snyder cut's called coming up. <laughs> um, well, at least you know our show. No, I'm kidding. They yeah, it's so like I don't know. It's so amateur this film from beginning to end, you know, and consider, you know how many Barry is a big star was an even bigger star, you know, 15 years ago when this is made 16, 17 years ago, whatever. And, you know, Benjamin Bratz popping, you know, this is a Warner brothers movie. Again, as we mentioned earlier, do not let this be lost on you. It, this was a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. It made $81 million, which is crazy. This movie made eight times what McGruber made. And, you know, this was a big, not quite tentpole, but like kind of sub tentpole movie, and it's oh, yeah. so amateur from yeah. beginning to end. And that goes straight to whoever the heck Pitoff is. You know, that's <laughs> I would say lays at his feet. Right. But like, yeah, totally. who are the producers? Like, who is no, who is seeing absolutely. dailies of this and script reviewing this and being on the set and in the office on this and being like, nope, all according to plan. It just shows right. what <laughs> lack of taste we had, like. Yeah. Some things like I say this all the time with this stuff. Sometimes being our culture now is so self-aware. Some things get kind of homogenized or home. You know, you know the word I'm trying to say. Homogenized. Homogenized. There we go. (laughs) Thank you. They get so homogenized (laughs) that you know it kind of like leads to boring art a lot of times. But the bad side to that is is before like 2006 when no one was self-aware, these kind of movies could exist. And the good thing about mm-hmm. now is this movie never happens now. Not for $100 million. Heck no. And yeah, we have a lot of boring stuff and people can say things about the Marvel movies and they're kind of – they play within the box or whatever. But I'll take that any day of the week over things like this possibly happening. Sure. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I think $100 million just... in 2004. I mean – that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, Batman Begins was only 150, you know, and and I think Spider Man was 120 or something like that. I mean, it's that's a lot of money do th- to put onto this. Do, and and do, yeah, do you ahead. think we underestimate now? Halle Berry was a really big star for a few years sure. there, and that totally. seemed like okay, we're betting on Halle Berry, and that yeah. seems ridiculous now because like this movie killed her career, and and she's right. still done some cool stuff, but like isn't you know she's. Someone we all like because she's cool and beautiful, but is not a, a bankable movie star. But totally. I think they thought and she the was production. for a couple years there, I, right? Which they were wrong right. about, but whatever. But the whole, con- I mean, just you're totally right. This this entire thing that it passed through so many hands and through so many oh, eyeballs before it even started, and then that they still did it. I mean, look, Kit is an accomplished director. I can't do. I'm very unskilled in everything. If you give me a hundred million dollars, I guarantee I can make this better than this. Like I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. You know what I mean? That's you know that's well, the level. Of, that's how bad this and you is. You haven't said that about any other movie you've ever done, probably. No, right? yeah, no, I would be a disaster in any in any situation yeah. except for this. Like it's just like, can you be better than Pitoff? All right. Yeah, I well, think I so. Give me two movies yeah. from her. Halle Berry's oeuvre. You have yeah. to pick. One to watch no. forever. <laughs> Catwoman or movie Swordfish. movie forty three. 
Uh, cloud Atlas. <laughs> or Cloud Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps getting worse. Uh, I, 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 can I just, can I kill me? Nope, is there, nope. is there, You're is there in a no phone room and there's no weapons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the screen in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Voluntarily get Corona or is that, is that no? You can try okay. to hold your breath, uh, I guess, but you're still going to breathe at some point. So you can hang out with Mike Pence or you can watch it. <laughs> I guess this because I finished this. I didn't. I didn't get through movie four right. three. Well, so and look, and also I think the other thing that this kind of movie proves, and again, it's a little bit easier to say this in twenty twenty with the benefit of sixteen years hindsight or whatever. But like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has shown, if nothing else, that comics have existed for eighty something plus years, and people. The reason those characters are so successful is because there's a continuity and there's kind of a way that they were done that people like. So when Pitoff directed this movie and I read an interview with him yesterday where he said, like, I didn't read a comic. I wanted this to be its own thing. We were going its own direction. Maybe that was the way to go in 2004. But obviously things that are successful now are super religious to the comics and people seem to like it because those stories have been tried and true yeah. in print form. And they have the a built-in logic years. to them, you know, where they have a, right. They have a built-in logic and they're just like, the people have been buying those issues of comics for over 80 years. So the idea of going, Nope, we're not going to do the Selena Kyle Catwoman story. And it's not going to be set in Gotham and Batman's mm-hmm. not going to be a thing that does not hold up. Well, 16 years later, it comes off as glib. It comes off as stupid. And obviously this is one of the worst reviewed movies of all time. So, like the fans were kind of ultimately right in the sense that look at what Marvel did. They're super religious to the comics and people love them now. And that's kind mm-hmm. of the way to go with these types of stories. You're not going to reinvent the wheel Pitoff by making patience Phillips a character just. Yeah. And it's, it's like a, it's not just that, Oh, I've never, I've never read a comic book. It's, it's wearing that as like a badge of honor mm-hmm. too. like, yeah. well, that makes me cool and edgy. That makes me the right Josh Trank, same exact thing. in that profile that, that Polygon did talking about before he got fantastic Four that he was just like, no, I don't read comic books. I would never do yeah, that. It's like, like, if you're not cool for doing that, that makes you uneducated <laughs> for the movie that you are. Yeah. Making, if you're Francis you know? Ford Coppola and you're, and you're making the rainmaker, you're like, never read a Grisham. Not for me. Right, it's totally, for losers. Totally. It's <laughs> That's exactly, for yeah, dorks. Exactly, so I'm just going to make exactly. my own movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This one, uh, I already hated Ferris wheels, but I hate them even more now. <laughs> I don't like Ferris wheels either. I'm glad. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do, I, I'm, I can't do heights. Like I can fly on an airplane fine. Yeah. I can't do heights that I can control, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't like heights so, either. Yeah. That I already, yeah, I was already terrified of like, what if this thing just starts rolling and, <laughs> and like little kid falls out and onto his face on the concrete and all that, you know? Yeah. That's, um, definitely happens here. Um, there is great scene though, right? I mean, the CGI in that. <laughs> Incredible. My yeah. Gosh. She just right whip, sings up. down to the bottom and pop, 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 saves that kid. Amazing. Just amazing. It's like blurry. <laughs> it's blurry. We have yeah. to get a scene where she can see in the dark because cats can see in the dark. We had to get a scene where she runs in from the rain because she, because cats hate rain. That's oh like, we're God. just, we're just marking off a checklist of what? what? Okay. Everybody go around the room and say things that cats do. They don't like water. Okay, great. We'll do a scene where she doesn't like the water. 20 minutes of hating citrus. And they they have that one moment in the beginning of the movie where she like is getting out of bed and just falls on her face. 
so that we could get a scene later where she <laughs> yeah. gets out of bed and and doesn't yeah. because cats have good balance. Yeah, they lay on their feet, dude. <laughs> yep. Well, and right. also, Kent, I feel like you would appreciate this more than anybody else. The scene where she goes over to her, like, rock star neighbor's house and, like, ruins their party. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, super bummer. Like, way to be a jerk. Uh, but yeah, that's no, not right. how speakers – that's not how speakers work. You can't just throw water on speakers and it ruins the whole system. Yeah. That's not, it, just, it doesn't short the whole system, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like Kent knows a like Kent knows a lot about audio and Kent knows a lot about how to perform live and you can't just get a little like water on speakers and no. it ruins the whole thing. Yeah. That's not how it you works. can go to concerts in the rain and it's fine. <laughs> speakers can be fine. You just can't get. Yeah, I won't go there. But you're right. That's yeah. That is a funny observation. Kent wow. knows he performed at Woodstock '99. That's, that's actually I, a fact. I did. Yeah, I played in the mud, in the muck. In between Rage and Limp Biscuit, he was there, man. He was there. He was in it, dude. My favorite part of the movie is when she gets thrown in jail and then just squeezes through the bars, like <laughs> like what like kind of jail like has, has bars where or any. Normal sized human. She's flexible, and, dude. Granted, she's small. Yeah. No, but have you ever been able to flex your skull? Well, cats can. <laughs> I don't know. She just she just literally walks through the bars like mm-hmm. it's very simply, like yeah. no contortioning at all. Just like right. <laughs> goes through them and walks out of jail. And there's no guards in jail apparently either. Like not only I read did she walk that, through them, there was no guards on the other side. Yeah. I read that on the set she was like super method and she just kept walking by tables and knocking everything off for no reason and stuff. Yeah. She was just like, I'm a cat. This is what we do. Is that true? Did she actually do that? It was weird when she ate a, uh, a ribbon and somebody had to pull it out yeah. of her butt. Though. <laughs> People would just leave glasses out and she would just tip them over. With a catering I table. Would, I, now, I, if I, I was playing Catwoman, I would one hundred percent do that. Would just, and I would sleep I on the windowsill for eight hours. It was it. It is delay. Like, wow, Richard super method. He's no, he's not. He's just an a hole. I hate your glass of lemonade. <laughs> just playing with a ball of yarn. I, I would forgive this whole movie. If she went super method and just had a litter box on every set, just right on camera, it was like to the entire crew and cast, you're going to sit here and you're going to watch. So <laughs> they did that for cats. No joke. <laughs> they put them through like six weeks of how to act like a cat training. And then they proceeded well, in cats to not act like cats, too. Which well, was, it, it worked for Taylor Swift. The, the rest of it, no, it didn't she's catch. But. already a cat. Like, she didn't have to... <laughs> That's what I said. It was a little typecasting to, to Taylor Swift and cats, but we'll we'll move on. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. This movie is should have never happened. It it um, there's nothing redeemable about it. Alex Borstein, like you gotta yeah before the gotta capitalize on that Mad TV uh, fame. What Somehow, B story too. You guys, you guys remember the days when you could just make a movie where a character didn't have to have any region or like reasonable plot or arc, or whatever. They could just say weird lines. Yeah, that was Alex Borstein in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So just weird. hubba hubba. What a what a hunky guy. Yeah, <laughs> she calls him a man sandwich. I think in the movie. What a terrible movie. Oh <laughs> it's unbelievable. I but yeah, I think the best point that's been brought up is. You know, how many hundreds of people had to sign off on this on every level when you make a big studio movie like this? Shane, you can attest to that. 
It's not just like Pitoff went out and it's like, dude, when you get Pitoff, no. you get complete go. creative control and you accept what he did. It's not Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah. Right. He it's, did He did not hoodwink the studio into making this movie. The fact it that went the same through... studio made Batman Begins less than a year later or was probably yeah, exactly. in production at the same time as this <laughs> is stunning. It's stunning. What a weird turnaround that is. Yeah. And could, I, you, could you imagine watching the dailies for this movie as you're reading the script for Batman Begins? Yeah, like we crushed it, guys. We, we this is going to be great. Fans are going to love us for that. Yeah, Kent, you're right. This movie, like movies of any like shape or size like that, that are over a certain budget, they go through dozens of green light committees where marketing campaigns and all sorts of things are considered. And the fact that this went through all of them and they still said, "We got this. This is good. We're going to shoot this movie," is insane to me. It's insane that this movie got shot. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, but didn't they didn't they think about not doing this movie and then just adding Halle Berry as Catwoman to Batman Begins? I read uh, that somewhere too. Th- if that's true, that would be news to me. But oh boy, I mean that was that probably so might have even been. Mind. Yeah, I mean that probably would have even been better because at that point Halle Berry would have been directed by Christopher Nolan, so yeah. you know it probably would have worked out just fine. That would have been yeah, a better Hathaway alternative. A cool. Catwoman, not a huge fan of hers, but she was cool as Catwoman. Directed yeah, by she was a she was a good Catwoman. She was the first cinematic Catwoman that was you know, but a, a cat burglar instead of having weird Egyptian cat goddess powers, which feels fitting to the comics. So, yeah, I mean, even if you don't like Anne Hathaway, and I get it, but if you don't like her, she's still the best on screen Catwoman because she's a regular person, and that kind of fits the character, I guess. Yeah. I, gosh, this one was, I, you know, I'm thinking about the movies we've watched during our bad movie marathon and I'm trying to, trying to think where this one would rank in among them. So we've got Dare Bud, Jack and Jill, Batman and Robin, Battlefield Earth, Howard the Duck. Man. Um, in hindsight, we did Air Bud wrong. We should, we should go back and re-review Air Bud in the context yeah. of these movies. I feel like you guys have gotten progressively worse to the point where I want to start requesting like weekly check-ins with you guys just to make sure you're doing okay because you're just going down a really dark, dark nasty guys. hole that yeah. I'm worried about you guys. Capone, <laughs> After Earth, Theodore Rex. Those are the other ones we've done. I uh, I think I think Air Bud's the best of those. For, no question. Um, yeah, it's it's not even close. followed by Batman and Robin. I hate to say that, but like maybe Look, Howard the Duck. Maybe Howard the Duck. Good <laughs> lord. Yeah. What a terrible turn of events that <laughs> said it before, I'll say it again. Batman and Robin is an awful movie, but at least it's enjoyable. There no, is no joy disagree. in this movie whatsoever. This is just a, a painful, painful watch, this film. I mean, I take no enjoyment whatsoever in Batman and Robin, but but I I agree with you, this is at least one percent worse than Batman and Robin. Did not know that you hated ice puns so badly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was freaking painful, man. Like, good gracious. Those two scripts exist. Like, it would, like, if I told you, hey, these two scripts were written by the exact oh, yeah, same I person, you'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. I get oh, it. Oh, I yeah. believe it. 100%. Yeah. I mean, they're awful. Just awful. All right. Well, let's grade this thing out because I got to Google cats.women and see what <laughs> I can get. Careful, dude. You want to turn, turn v- safe search yeah, off? Yeah, VPN that, bruh. <laughs> oh, I VP at everything. Don't worry. Um, 
All right, let's grade this out. F minus minus minus. Yeah. <laughs> for Catwoman. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pat. Yeah. I'm gonna pay the fee. Do the same. Yep. Great. Then mowing you now. Thanks. Yeah. I'll do the same, and I'll also pay a double fee. I'll give it an F minus minus, but I'll also cut a check to Roger Ebert, and I will give this four paws down. It's that bad. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I saw Roger had this on his um, his worst movies, or most hated movies of all time list. So he continues to be the goat. Thank you. And an RIP. Well, yeah. yeah. This, one, this one might be as bad as it gets, but I think we've got um, – Rollerball coming up. Maybe a little Godzilla nineteen ninety eight action. Who knows? Uh-huh. Maybe no. Maybe yeah. I, I saw uh-huh. the VIPs requested ballistic X versus Sever. Oh my gosh. To be a one that we do. And that one we need, we is need kind of around this so time too. It could be one that could be fun to talk about. But um yeah. I guess until we get some theaters open and new movies we have no other choice but again we are talking about good movies on the vip feed so if this is beating you down like it's beating us down get on over there we're, we're talking about some oscar winners movies that are celebrating 20 years 15 years 10 years things like that over on that feed and we'll continue to do that throughout the year so we got it's not all bad around here but uh batman shane we can see you in the discord i know that so if you want Absolutely. to keep keep uh, conversing with Batman Shane, then uh, get on our Discord, and he's at Batman Shane on the Discord. So check that out. So that's a VIP perk as well. I'm at Kent Garrison on all social medias. Richard and Brian, where can I find you, Richard? Richard Barden on all social media. Brian, what about you? You can find me at Beagle12 on Twitter and uh, other places such as Twitter. Yes. Great. Well, leave us a positive review. If you got any joy out of this review whatsoever, trust us. We watch this for you. Right. You don't have to do this. We, we spoiled it for you. You never have to watch it unless maybe there's another pandemic and you need to find content to podcast. Then that's uh, kind of the situation I was in. Don't wish that on anybody, though. <laughs> but until next week, we'll talk about another bad movie here. And uh, please reach out to us on social media and Mad About Movies. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me yeah, yeah.